Three Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother Tony is here. Tony? Joe, how you doing? How's everybody doing out there in Two Brothers, One Mike land? What's going on? Busy week? Uh, very busy week. I kind of things scheduled for for what's coming up this side. We've got videos to shoot, and of course, we'll be editing this this podcast, but, you know, it is what it is, right. so here we are today. But, right. uh, what do you what, what do you got? What, how was your week? Well, <laughs> the week, the, we both know, we, we were both yeah. busy people, so the week was busy, and uh, there's one thing I just want to talk about real quick, something that I saw this week in between all the craziness that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a, a great story that might tug at the heartstrings a little bit, uh, and, and it's about a young boy, young six-year-old boy named Jaden Hayes. Now, I, I don't know if uh, this story may be a little dated. And here's how, here's how I, I figured that out. When I was watching the news clip uh, on mm-hmm. social media, when I was watching the news clip, I noticed that in the no. – in the, Go ahead. No. Was that nobody was wearing a mask? Nobody was wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I figured, you know, the, the reporter wasn't wearing a mask. The young boy, Mr. Jaden Hayes, he wasn't wearing a mask. Anybody right. in the video wasn't wearing – nobody. I uh, shouldn't right. say not anybody. But um, – and so I figured, okay, this may be a, a year or so, two or two years ago, but it's not that – it's not that dated. It's it's a great story, and some people might already know this one about this young boy. He's six years old at this point. He may be eight now at the most. Um, he lost his dad when he was four years old. All right. Uh, he lost his mom when he was six years old. Uh, unexpectedly, she passed away in her sleep. So you have this young boy here, and when they're doing the interview, this was this is his goal in life. He started seeing and noticing, okay, this is after his parents both passed away at age six now. He started noticing that when he's walking around, and I think we could all notice this, you know, when we're walking around. If you go to the, you know, pre-pandemic when you could see people's faces, um, sure. you go to the mall, you go to the grocery store, you go to the gas station, you go anywhere you go, nobody's smiling. Uh, and that's that's a real problem in this country. Um Nobody smiles. It's very hard to get people to smile when you're walking past them. It's amazing. Well, this little boy looked at that looked at that as as a problem. All right, and on his own. All right, he didn't. No one told him about that. This is what he came up with his conclusion just by seeing people. So he wanted to figure out and put himself on a mission to make people smile. People he didn't even know. And so his idea at age six was to buy toys and, and, and you know, just like little figurines of dinosaurs and, 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 and rubber duckies and things of that nature. And just walk up to people that he would pick out of a crowd, not smiling on that day out on the street and hand them this toy just to get them to smile for one second. And it was working. And when they were doing this story, I was completely flabbergasted by this little boy because he's walking up to people and you can genuinely see they were overwhelmed by this. And he may have been going up to people that were having a bad day at, at mm-hmm. some point, people that just don't smile, not having a bad day. They simply don't smile. And their reaction was was fantastic uh, to this little boy and what he was doing. And when you realize that he goes out on a mission after He's already lost both parents. His aunt has become his guardian, and she's, you know, involved in the interview as well. And what his mission is based on that, you know, adults out there, sometimes the kid becomes the teacher, right? And I think this little boy faced with adversity like you wouldn't believe. 
uh, he really, really, really uh, he tugged at the heartstrings in this. In this, you have to watch this interview. Google Jaden Hayes interview, uh, and I'm sure you'll you'll see the video and how optimistic he is, and and how he comes across as at age six is amazing. What he is doing or what he has done uh, for so many adults in the simple gesture that he gives just to get you to smile for one second. And I, 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 you have to point things like that out. You want to talk about being the best you. I mean, wow. That's all I have there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the I saw the video. I looked it up on YouTube and, it's mm. you know, you get like the first three or four just different uh, probably news channels, how they covered it. But, yeah, uh, you know, they, they say out of the mouth of babes. Right. Right. Uh, you know, because that, that was one of the things that, uh, you know, it was very inspiring to see that he was able to get past all that. And right. so it almost brings the question, well, what, what, what's our excuse? You know? Right. Uh, and, and the sad thing is not even so much about the people not smiling. They're so buried into their phones. They're so buried. This is one of the reasons why I like the podcast mm-hmm. media for us, uh, because you can actually be doing things and listening to it, even in the background. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but at least you're you're paying attention and you're you're able to respond to your, you know, your, your current environment. You're not just buried in, in the black hole of social media. Yep. You, you at least have, Hey, maybe I should take these off because something's happening there, you know? Right. Uh, and so it, to me, it's just, I think it's a better medium, uh, uh, for, you know, putting a message out there, whatever it may be. So yeah, Jaden's uh, story is definitely, you know, very inspiring mm-hmm. uh, to say the least, but, uh, so Moving on with our show, uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up next was I needed to make a couple of retractions from our last podcast. Uh, there was a couple things. One, not so much dealing with you know physical fitness or anything as far as a healthy lifestyle, but it probably needs to be said because I'm certain that somebody out there was like, no, that is not where that voice was from. So I did the movie trailer voice. Uh, and <laughs> I said that I started practicing it from the movie Scream. That was wrong. Actually... Uh, it started with um, Saw. Uh, the person that, it. yeah, the person that I quoted, he says, "Do you want to play a game?" That was from Saw. That wasn't from Scream. Oh. So that, that that needs to, yeah, that was uh, a whole thing. If you've never seen Saw, well, that's odd to say. If you've never seen Saw, Tony, I highly <laughs> recommend it. See Saw. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've yeah, never. Okay, yeah, I have so. not. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Um, and then also in. More to point uh, or more on point with with what we uh, talk about here. There was the word that I, I mistook strict for meaning difficult, right? Right. So we, you you had mentioned, uh, you know, about this strict eating uh, lifestyle or strict diet lifestyle. I, I forget how we said it, but I had said, no, you know, actually there's nothing strict about intermittent fasting. It's actually pretty easy. There's just a period of time you don't eat. Well, no, you don't eat. So, yeah, actually it is pretty strict, um, but it's not overwhelmed. It's not complicated in how you do it. So again, I I kind of mistook what you were saying when you were saying strict as difficult and that's not it. It's definitely strict. In fact, there are some people who do it to where they do a dry fast. They don't even drink water. So strict, definitely, uh, but difficult, you know, to understand or to process, definitely not something. No, it's uh, not. It's uh, not. That's hard to understand. But so, okay. On that note, we're going to take a quick break hear from our sponsor and when we get back we're going to start to get into how you go about maintaining a healthy lifestyle through intermittent fasting those the whole process and and the the uh, amounts of time that you go um, so that you can reap the greatest reward through your fast
Welcome back to all our listeners. I'm glad to have you aboard today. I hope uh, this show does a great deal for you in terms of giving you even more information as we continue on into our journey. Uh, over the last couple of shows, we've been laying the groundwork, and we we're going to continue to do that over the next couple of shows. Well, actually, back and forth, because we obviously touch on three different points of life. So not always are we going to be talking about nutrition, but when we do, we're going to continue to lay groundwork always. Uh, you know, it's a lifestyle change, uh, and we're looking at the nutritional formula. That's the standpoint we're looking at here. So, mm-hmm. you know, many many call it intermittent fasting, and, and others call it, and, and Joe, you pointed this out several times now, time-delayed eating. Right. L- let me just say this about that. I like the way somebody decided to change the wording, and here's why. Mm-hmm. You have to soften up definitions sometimes, and you have to soften up certain words because people – take a word or a group of words and it sounds extremely difficult, right? When you say intermittent fasting, immediately people say, I can't eat anymore. You understand? And so mm-hmm. it makes it seem like, oh no, no, H-E double hockey sticks, no, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, it's it's funny. It's real quick, Tony, if I could sure. just remind sure. you, now here goes my ADD, uh, right to a George Carlin skit. It's right? exactly Where it. we go no. from shell shock to... <laughs> post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, right, it, it right, right. right into the whole thing, but right, right, right. And, and that's a great skit from George. And if you can get through all the F-bombs that he throws out in that yeah, skit, sure, then you sure. could, you, and it's a great way to, to, that he puts it. And he's always been, uh, ex- you know, he's been excellent at being able to do that. So that being said, actually, we should say the late George Carlin, but, yeah. um, uh, you know, that being said, you know, time delayed eating the word, they put the word eating in there now. So people say, Oh, Oh, eating. And you may actually not realize that's what you're thinking subconsciously, but you are. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why they do that. And so that's what it is. It's time delayed eating. And, and you know, so that being said, let's start talking about how to start. So we've kind of been hinting at this. Obviously, you know, the start is slow. And make no doubt about make no mistake here. It has to be slow. I'm all about that. I'm all about weaning yourself off of what we call the Western diet. Yeah. And into a, a more beneficial and, you know, healthier eating lifestyle. Yeah, it's a, you, the marathon, not the sprint. It, 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 sure. Sure. You can't be in a hurry. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's the sure, surefire way to quit when you are in a hurry to get something done. This overnight pill is actually a problem. And when we market so many different aspects of life with this overnight pill, it's mm-hmm. why people quit whatever it is they're going after is because when you're in a hurry, you actually don't accomplish the full benefit of whatever it is you're going after. And and that's a major problem with society today because our society is that the big thing is that instant gratification. Right. Now we even if you, even if they wanted patience, they want patience now. So, you know, right. It's right. And that's, that's one of our major downfalls is that instant gratification. Uh, I want to lose 20 pounds in two weeks. Tell me how. And right. it's like, well, that's – but here's a pill that claims you can, so they'll go ahead and fork over the money. Right. But they won't, you know, try something like like what we're trying, which is tried and proven. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. And, and good points to be made there. And and so here's the thing. The last thing you want to do in this situation for sure, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not healthy to try to shock your body in that in that manner. And, and, and I can give an example. Um, you know, I'm going to go – I'm going to say something real quick. I listen to other shows that we do. Yeah. And you know what I've, I've noticed, and I realize I'm doing it now, I get so excited that I say and about 16 times before I get into the next word. 
Um, and I apologize for that, folks. I'm not going to be able to change that. That's me. When I get excited, I'll start going, and, 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 and so you're going to hear that, and, and, and you're going to hear that all the time because I'm so excited to say what's next. I can't slow down, and we're talking about that right now. Slow down, Coach Tony, and explain yourself, but I apologize for that. That's me. That's my demeanor. No, you know, don't apologize. You almost sound like you're never going to be able to unhear it when you do this. It always reminds me of Batman, you know, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. – and, and if you're trying to say and really and you're really excited, you just did oh, it. and we, 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 we. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. But that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's just that's just me. But, you know, you know, that being said, you don't want to shock your body. And, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is uh, let's give an example. People who go into, you know, uh, a facility, uh, alcoholics to go in a facility to dry out. We call it dry out, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You don't just go in and completely dry out right then and there. What happens? Cold, tur- cold turkey. No, it's not good for no. you. It's unhealthy. No. And as you mentioned in other shows, you could die. Yep. You, you cannot put your body in shock like that. You have to wean yourself off of that situation. And you, you see that you see, you know, even if you watch movies or you watch documentaries, even better. Right. Because you're seeing the reality of it mm-hmm. in that situation. It's the cold shakes and, and almost like they're extremely sick. The flu. Right. Halluc- um, hallucinations. Hallucinations. Bad, the yeah. sweats, the, the dry heaving. It's your body not used to that particular type of situation where you're not feeding it what you've been feeding it for so long okay Mm -hmm. so which is not good so you were slowly killing yourself anyway so now you've got to get away from that sure and 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 so the same thing goes you know with an eating lifestyle that is not good you know my formula begins with getting yourself away from eating every two to three hours six times a day i've talked about that before Mm -hmm. you know followed by slowly getting rid of food items that are not nor ever will be good for you and are not necessary 99% of the time. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'm going a little too far with 99%. I'll give you guys, I'll throw you a bone 95% of the time, yeah. 5% of the time. It's okay. You know, 95% of the time it's not, let's not get crazy with 99%. If you can go 99% though, uh, you're not going to be scolded for it. You're not going to be right. putting time out. So, what are some examples of, of things we're talking about that we're going to, you know, we're always going to get more and more into it. The bread processed, you know, cheeses and really anything processed, processed mm-hmm. food, you know, food that we package with all the additives, all the preservatives for yep. longer storage, you know, life on the shelves so that we can make more money. What am I talking about there? You know, yeah. and, and, and sugar cereals, pop candy, things of that nature, cake, donuts, just given one example, we'll talk about pop. And for all our folks down south that are like, "What in the world is he yeah. talking about with pop?" Oh, they 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 know. They make fun of the they make fun of the Yanks. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and their pop it, soda, soda, right? Yeah. I mean, same thing. Coca Cola, sure. Pepsi. And yes, I just called them out. So what? Uh, yeah. You know, life goes on. You know, I may drink three cans of pop a year, and that used to be per day. And yeah. and folks. When I tell you per day, I'm giving myself at minimum uh, three cans of pop a day. I used to be a pop ad- a pop addict like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. So don't you know? Don't start telling me about not understanding how hard it is. You're gonna have to make a decision here. Do you or don't you want this? Yeah, and, 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 and you know, and we talked, but well, go ahead, Tony. If, no, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So we and we talked about before too. If you're trying to get away from, you know, soda, soda pop, whatever, uh, you know, there are always alternatives that that will kind of give you that same 
again, I was the same way, but I always needed, like if I was eating something with, with, with salt, say I love pizza, it's right. again, always going to be my kryptonite. If I have pizza, I need pop to really just, okay. Yeah. Can I drink water? Certainly. But come on, if I'm eating pizza, <laughs> I'm already, you know, kind of, kind of, what do you, you want to say? Cheating a little bit on the sure. diet. Yeah, I, want, I want some sort of, some sort of fizz with my, with my pizza. Those they're called sparkling ice drinks. Right, they're like okay. a seltzer water, but they're, they have a lot more flavor to them. There's no aspartame, there's no caffeine. They have antioxidants and vitamins in them. Um, we have a we have it at Sam's Club here. There may be other folks that have a Costco clear uh, nearby, mm -hmm. but they're also at grocery stores. Pick a few of these up. Just give them a try. Five calories for 17 ounces. If you're a calorie counter, if that's something you're in the beginning here and you want to do things like that, um, you know, it, it, if you drink. Even if you drink three of those a day, which I'm not saying do that, okay? Right. You're drinking regular water. But when you're like, man, I really can go for a pop or a soda, and you picked one of these up instead, wow, you're you're you know leaps ahead of the game just by cutting out cola and cutting out all that sugar and caffeine. Um, you you're know, making a better and, choice. You're yeah, making a better choice. And that's what it is. And it's not to say that you'll always have three. I used to have three a day. I did. I would have mm -hmm. breakfast. Well, not breakfast. Lunch, dinner, and then maybe at night, you know, I'd have with a snack, that sixth meal, right? Yeah. Um, because, I, you know, I did that at one point. Um, now I have one. I Honestly, I have one a day. I do. I have half with my lunch and half with my dinner. If if I can get it to where I have half with lunch every day, then that'll be my next step. But right. I'm slowly winning off of I, I was just going to say that I yeah, was say, so what you're saying is you're slowly winning yourself yeah, away from it ex yeah exactly you know so and there's been other little snacks that i used to have with my breakfast and lunch and dinner. we're going to get into that in a second here that i've since have removed right um and and we'll talk about that after you i, I know you have another point here to make so well, sure and, and yeah and so for me i go with rehydrate when I want to drink something with a little mm -hmm. flavor to it and rehydrate as a product from AdvoCare. And, yep. and we're going to talk a lot about that supplementation uh, uh, company and, and what they've brought to the table for, for myself, uh, you know, as, as well me. as that, yeah, me. as well as yep. thousands and thousands of other people Sure. and why I go with them. And that's going to be, you know, later on when we talk about supplementation, it's not the, you know, the most important thing. Most important thing is the way you eat. Yeah. Uh, whole foods. And so, and so that's where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're slowly removing sugar items, like I said, cake and cookies and, and all that stuff, along with pop, yeah. uh, processed foods. And you are beginning to try to get your eating down to three meals per day. That's the beginning of this whole situation from that six or seven times you're eating a day to three times a day. Mm -hmm. If you're eating six times a day, regardless of the size of the meal, you're trying to get it to five. If you're at five, a few weeks later, you're trying to get it to four. If you're at four, a few weeks later, trying to get it to three. This is not going to happen overnight. You nope. do not want that. You're trying to get this. Folks, if you have been on this Western-style uh, type of diet for 25, 26, 30 years, yeah. and it's not going to happen overnight, you need to understand that I wouldn't be shocked if it took you every bit of two to three months before you were able to get to three meals a day on a normal basis and be okay with it and your yep. body is okay with it. So, you know, you're having those three meals a day, you're implementing it into your daily routine. Now it's time to write it down. Everything you are eating in those three meals, it's time to start logging. That's the next part of the process. Right. And so, tell you real quick, yeah. uh, you know, it, one thing to clear up, 
when we're saying that it's going to take time, you want it, you want to take your time really is what we're trying to say, because it's going to be hard. I mean, why make it harder on yourself? And when something gets too difficult, what do we do? So let's, yeah, let's not quit and restart, quit and restart. Just take your time getting there. It's okay. Again, marathon, not a sprint, Mm -hmm. but I do have a question for you. Maybe sure. you have some some tips on cutting those extra meals out. I mean, it's to say, all right, if you're doing six, cut down to five. But how do we go about it? Because I know what I did was I started to um, – as I started to deduct the meals, I started adding to the ones that I did eat. So like if I had for breakfast, um, you know, eggs and uh, um, some sausage, we'll say, okay. right? Okay. Um, my in-between breakfast and lunch snack – was an apple and a protein bar. Now the protein bar was like low sugar. And it was it was a good protein bar and an apple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I started to do was say, well, I'll take that meal that in between and add the apple and protein bar to my breakfast. So then I would have that whole thing. Um, obviously, I'm still taking in the same amount of food, but there's gaps, right? There's more time in between. Would that be the same or? Okay, so a couple points to be made about that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's great. That's good stuff right there. That's a great question. Uh, and so let me make a few points on that. Hear me out. If you're going to combine meals one and two, three and four, five and six, a couple things. It's not really accomplishing anything. You're still taking in the same amount of, of, uh, of food. Uh, so you're, you're, you're not eliminating anything. All right. You still have the same amount of intake. You're still consuming the same amount. But you're correct in saying that it will help to a certain extent because there's more time delay in between the eating. So, okay, let me ask you this. Sure. Well, because here's where I'm at right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I did that. But now I'm at a point where I've since removed, uh, let's say, the apple. So okay. now I'm at breakfast and protein bar. You see what I'm saying? As time goes on, I'm removing one or two of that, whatever that snack was. So I'm gradually, here we are again. Mm-hmm. So with that, that probably would be the better way to go about it. Sure, add it on, but with the intention uh, in knowing that you have to remove a part of that at a time to where you're just down to your regular breakfast. You just, you just gave everybody a perfect idea. Yeah. I, what you just said, it, it's, it's that slow. So now you remove... The apple, the protein bar, I cringe because you and I both know you have to really look for the right protein bar. Exactly. Uh, And 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 that's that's to say I I did there. So you know what I mean? That's that's, I have to, you know, but uh, that being said, go ahead. So so I mean, basically, that is one way of doing it. So everybody's different. Listen, you're going to get the one person that's going to it's going to take them literally three weeks and they're going to be down to three meals and say, wow, that was that was easy. Yeah. And then you're going to get the person that's going to take three, four months, five months, six months. And before, and so your process that you just said you went through to go to the snack and, and still eat that, you're still eating six times, but now, now a little smaller on that right. in-between meal. Now a little smaller. Right. Now it's gone. Now, now you're eating breakfast. You're skipping the uh, you're skipping that in between morning meal and going right to lunch, but then you're getting to that snack between lunch and dinner. And now you're slowly coming off of that one item at a time. Then you're going breakfast to lunch to dinner. And then that late night snack, slowly weaning off of that a little bit at a time. So that's the process that you can take a little bit at a time to get down to three meals. Right. If that makes sense. 
It, it does too. And and one more thing, Dean, that I'll, I'll let you move on from uh, everything. I know what you're doing. Sure. But one of the one of the main factors here too is going to be. Uh, how how active we are during the day, like how busy we are, because busy time, you know, idle hands, right? Right. And, and when you're busy, obviously you're not, you're so distracted from the food as well. Like I'll notice here uh, as weather's warming up and there's more to do out in the yard and more, this becomes very simple because I, I'm so busy. I'm not even thinking about whether or not, oh, it's, it's time to eat because, you know, there's nothing else going on eating out of boredom. Right. Right. Uh, and But it's different. So for those that are in a bit more of an active lifestyle, I think these are the folks that will fall more into the, well, this was easy, easier than they thought. Right. Right. Because they're distracted. But for those that are a little bit less active, uh, maybe working, you know, um, not as many hours during the week or, or what have you, they may find it to be a bit more, um, uh, I want to say difficult. Well, difficult to just jump in. Hmm. More important, that, boy, that was a hard word. They may <laughs> find it more important uh, to take that slow and, and steady to win the race. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, real quick, I'll, I'm going to say that and then I'm, I'll continue on with what I'm talking about. Hmm. So, you know, for, for myself, uh, folks, I am so busy, it's not even funny. And it's a good thing, it's a good busy. Um, yep. at times I don't think it is, but, yeah. but, but it's a good busy because there's, there, there is very every now and then on occasion, I find myself able to sit there for a few minutes and I'm just thinking to myself, I couldn't do this all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. and I could see why, if you have somebody who has that lifestyle where they go to work for eight hours to come home and sit on the couch and watch the Kardashians all day, that, yeah. that is going to be a problem for you. Sure. Uh, whereas if you're somebody who is extremely busy, busy and you're, and your activity level is extremely high. It's going to be easier because you're preoccupied. And so mm -hmm. thinking about eating, especially as you get better and your body gets better at burning fat as its primary source of energy, your brain switching over to ketones. We're going to talk about that. Right. Uh, it's, it's a completely different process than burning glucose and glycogen stores in the muscle and so on and so forth uh, as your primary source of energy where your brain is constantly telling you, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, right. I'm hungry. The brain being the biggest factor in this whole process. So busy is good and a definite, uh, find a hobby, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, don't, do not be complacent not, about that. Yeah. You cannot be binge watching Netflix. <laughs> no, no, that's not a hobby at all. If you're no. sitting there, you, you know, we talk about just about the social aspect. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into mm -hmm. that as sure. far as, um, as that is concerned. But so here's an idea that you can also do, you know, you're talking about adding to that first, second and third meal on a three meal basis. Mm -hmm. Let me give you some things you can do. Number one, Sorry, to add to those three meals, a good idea is to add a high-quality protein that can make you feel fuller, provide essential amino acids, and provide better mm -hmm. nutrients, right? Uh, it'll make you feel satiated. It'll make you feel fuller. Uh, and again, providing better nutrients. And so that can help you with those in-between meals. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Another trick is to hydrate before your yep. meals. You know, one to two glasses, eight to 10 ounces of water does a wonder, all right? We're going to have a show about hydration and everything that goes into things you're drinking and putting into your body. Just as important, yeah. if not more important than the nutrients you're putting in your body is what you're putting in your body in terms of hydration. So, yeah. so we're going to talk about that, but, you know, one to two glasses of water before a meal to feel, you know, more satiated longer, feel fuller longer is, an, is, is a great idea. And I'm going to tell you a, a quick thing. We, we keep going off here, but, but it's, a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's ever followed Ron White, 
the comedian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you guys <laughs> follow the Blue Collar Comedy Tour with Jeff Foxworthy, Ron White is one of the guys he founded, and uh, yeah. he hit it big with him because Ron White is huge. Yeah. Uh, if you can get past some of the foul language and you know things that Ron talks about, um, there's one skit that he does uh, when he talks about trying to lose weight. His wife uh, wanted him to lose weight, and he, you know, he's talking to his mother about this situation. And his mother says, it, you know, it's not going to be funny coming from me. When Ron does it, it's hilarious. Sure. And, and he tells his mother, I don't know if you've ever heard him do this skit, Joe. He says, Mom, I'm trying to lose some weight. And she says, well, Ron, maybe you should drink more water. Because when they say when you drink more water, you feel full. You feel full. You, you feel less hungry. Right. And he says, I tried it, Mom. And when I drink more water, I feel less thirsty. I don't feel less hungry, right? Now, when he does this right. skit, it's just funny the way he puts it. But sure. mom, mom white is actually correct. Sure, sure. You, you, and, and so it's just he puts that in the skit just to make people laugh, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's, his, that's his demeanor. But mm-hmm. it's, it's true. Adding water to meals and before meals will help you feel fuller. And so there's another trick to go with also adding a high protein, high quality protein to, to your meals one, two, and three to get away from that in-between meal that we keep talking about. Here's another thing, okay, as we continue on on ideas, slowing down your eating on the three meals that you are eating. This can possibly help in making you feel fuller as well. There was actually a study done, uh, I believe in March of 2018, from Kyushu Kiyushu University. Why do I always pick the hardest names yeah, when I do research? Honestly, yeah. I would just say from KU personally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but it's not. It's from Kyushu University, which is located in Japan. There was a study done. There's been studies done by there's been millions of studies done, but I picked this one out and looked at it personally. And uh, the quick tip was uh, based on all the research they did with their samples. Mm-hmm. The quick tip here. Uh, Helping you to slow down your eating and allowing you to feel more satiated by eating slower. All right. Don't laugh now. Don't laugh. This is this is funny. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Eat with your non-dominant hand and that will help you slow down. I want you all to think about which hand you eat with. Eat with the other hand because now it's going to take longer to properly load the fork or the spoon and to consume your food. It will help slow you down. For you fast eaters, try it out. Now, for me personally, I'd have a problem because I can actually eat with both hands. And yeah. here's the reason why. <laughs> yeah. Our mother. Yeah. Our mother. Um, I'm left-handed, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And my mother, growing up, she forced me to learn how to eat with my right hand so that in social gatherings where somebody's sitting to mm-hmm. my one side, most likely going to eat with their right hand. I'm eating with my left hand. We're going to be knocking elbows the entire meal, mm-hmm. right? So I needed to learn. I also broke my arm, if you can remember this, Joe, oh, yes, in, a, in, in a basketball <laughs> game. And I mean, it was ugly, folks. Mm-hmm. I was in a cast from hand to shoulder for almost four months. Compound and, fracture. Oh, uh, it was ugly. Yeah. It was ugly. And, and I had to learn how to eat with my right hand. So uh, for me, you know, it's, it's going to be a little harder. Right. But I learned how to slow down. It took me a long time Mm -hmm. because sometimes when I'm really enjoying my meal, I really eat fast. So, or because I'm so busy, right. For those of us who are very busy, we're trying to hurry up and eat. We have to learn how to slow it down. And here's an example right there. Switch to the non-dominant hand takes longer to load up the fork or the spoon. Try it out that way. You may feel fuller faster. And here's another thing too. One of the reasons why we do that, I am a fast eater and I try, I'm totally trying this non-dominant thing. 
I, I have to now yeah. because that, that yeah. is a major problem for me because also when you eat fast, you get all bloated. You get, I mean, you know, because you're swallowing air with your food and you're right, not right. chewing your food properly. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't be, but here's the thing. Another reason why you want to take it slow and steady on how you're cutting things out, because if you go too many hours too fast without eating, mm-hmm. now you're, you're, you're really hungry, right? And right. you want to make that feeling go away as fast as possible. And, and you know, we figure, well, then that means eat quicker. There's this whole 20-minute gap that I'm sure uh, uh, we'll get into here between the time you eat to the time your brain says, hey, you're full. And yeah. I, I think that's one of our big problems with, with the obesity issues that we have in this country. Uh, yeah. But there, that is a thing, you know, and you, you want to keep in mind or bear in mind that uh, that does happen. But anyways, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, well, there's the brain again, by the way. Uh, Again, remember I said the number one culprit. So, you know, that being said, we get into what what I mentioned briefly earlier, and that that is writing things down, a log. It's essential, all right? In the beginning, it's essential. What I mean by the beginning is you may do this for about a year until it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is not a habit writing things down, but a habit knowing how to eat properly without ever having to write another thing down again. And so isn't it amazing how we continue to bring up from the very beginning? This is why you have to follow this entire journey, because we talked about habits and the 21 day rule and what that means and so on and so forth in the very beginning so that you understand that process as we get into this right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a log is essential, you know, writing it down, what you eat, not only keeps you accountable on a daily basis in the beginning of the journey, but it also gives you an idea as to what foods are working for you and what foods are not, meaning there's going to be certain foods that you like that are good for you, that are good for your body. And there's going to be certain foods you can't stand. If I tell everybody you have to eat kale and you don't like <laughs> kale, you're done, right? You're, you're going to say, if this is an all kale diet thing you're talking about here, there goes that. And so you have to enjoy what you're eating and to have everything in front of you, what foods you're putting with what foods, what times of the day you're eating them, how that process is going, what is the portion size? Is it four ounces of this? Is it six ounces of that? All going to play a huge role when you're looking back. And as you're looking back and continuing the process, okay, in the serving sizes you're using, eventually it just becomes a habit. You just know what you want to do. You know what you like. You know what you like to put together. Once your energy levels are where you want them to be, once your clothes are fitting the way you want them to fit, once you're able to think on a daily basis the way you want to be able to think and not be lethargic and not be tired, and once your weight is where you want it to be, notice I didn't put that first because it's not the most important, then you just know it's crazy, but it is true. Okay, it helps you to realize, you know, through habit, what foods you need to consume more of that not only do do you like, but that your body, quote unquote, likes as well. And so you have to understand that. And what I mean by quote unquote likes as well means it is good for your body. Yeah. And, you know, Uh, real quick, um, when you do make it a habit, and this is worth mentioning as well, when you do make this a habit, um, you will get to a point where you'll know, like you won't have to. Yeah, in the beginning, you may have to use a scale. You may have to use a measuring cup. You may have to use a – you will get to a point where it's like you know exactly what a tablespoon of something looks like. And you know exactly what the nutrition – it's weird. (laughs) It's weird. I know nutrition Uh, information right now on eggs, and I shouldn't know that. There's there's no good reason why I should know that. But I've done it so often that – you know, and so it makes it easier, quicker. Initially, it sounds like a huge pain. But um, if you're looking at – if you're looking – 
you know, long-term down the road, um, these, these small inconveniences are well worth your time. Yeah. Folks, I don't measure, I do not measure anything. I, I, I know how many eggs I'm going to eat. I know when I'm going to cut up peppers or onions and put them in the eggs. I know how much black pepper I'm going to put on the mm-hmm. eggs. I know if I'm going to add aged Gouda cheese to it. I know that I'm going to either add one slice or a half a slice, depending on. I know that not because I knew that in the beginning, but I continuously wrote it down until I finally realized, oh, I know exactly what I'm adding. You're basically I know eating exactly the same thing there. all the time. Yeah. 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 And, and, and do I and make sure we clarify mm-hmm. this. We're eating the same thing all the time, but there's going to be so many different choices. Right. It's not going to be that I only – I got to eat this every time. I have to eat that every time. No, but you're going to have 15, 20 different options, and you're going to know. In your brain, you're going to know what you do in that each option. Yeah. So, so understand that. You know? So that being said, I want to point out something about, about this whole process from the founder of modern medicine – and his name was Hippocrates, right? Hippocrates. Mm-hmm. And, and he is considered the founder of modern medicine by millions. And he said this, quote, unquote, our food should be our medicine. Our medicine should be our food. But to eat when you are sick is to feed your sickness. What was he talking about there? Mm-hmm. Our food should be our medicine. Our medicine should be our food, but to eat when you are sick is to feed your sickness. Uh, gra- uh, kidney specialist Jason Fung, if anybody has not listened to him, but love the guy to death, he pointed this out, and, and, and this is a great. This is great. Listen to this, okay? Think about when you're sick. Think about when you have the flu. Think about when you're down and out. I mean, temperature of 100 degrees, dry heaves, you're laying in bed. What's the last thing you're thinking about Food. doing? <laughs> You don't want to eat anything, right? Your body is telling you this is not the time. We are repairing ourselves right now. You don't need food to repair that process. It's talking about fasting. That's what he's actually talking Mm -hmm. about there. How many thousands of years ago he's talking about fasting? Hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, people before him, people after him, okay? So he's expressing how fasting is something we do naturally, and have done naturally for thousands of years, biblical times before biblical yeah. times. Every religion you could think of, everyone, whether it's Buddhist, whether it's Muslim, whether it's every type of Christianity, whether it's Lutheran, whether it's you, you know uh, Baptist, you name it, okay, Mormon. Every religion has a fasting period for specific reasons. Mm-hmm. And if if millions have been doing this for thousands of years, and they're doing just fine up till this day. How is it possibly bad for you when there's been it's been research for how long now? Strict research, scientific research, doctors now giving into this and saying this is exactly the route we should be going. This is indeed the way to prehabilitory training. What do I mean by that? Folks, we want to be in a prehabilitory training state, not rehabilitory. Mm-hmm. Prehabilitory is trying to lower the percentages. I'm not saying that we can wean ourselves completely off of never having to use medication again. I'm not crazy like yeah. that. Okay. What I am saying, listen up. What I am saying is you can lower the percentages significantly. And if you are on certain medications, wean yourself off of them. Sorry, it's been proven already over and over again. The research is there, scientifically proven that you can do that by learning how not to eat all the time. Simple as that. 
Okay. And we're going to continue to point that out and prove that time and time again. And Joe, you know, speaking of logging everything, as I went off on a rant, I wanted to point that out about Hippocrates. You, you were saying something a couple shows ago when we talk about logging mills, uh, a great app that people can use. Uh, if you want to elaborate on that, just to give them another opportunity or another idea, another route sure. to being able to do sure. that. Every one of our podcasts in the description has a link to it's called Lose It. I've used this one for years. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's, uh, you get it for free, the premium version for free. And it gives you access to all of your macronutrients and just all sorts of extra information that you can use uh, to kind of log the foods that you're eating. It gives you an idea of the meals that you've been taking in over the past. I think it compares, um, you know, weeks to months to whichever. It, it gives you an idea of where you may be, maybe dropping the ball. Um, you know, you could compare your breakfasts. Uh, that you're currently taking in, where I gave the example, I have a, uh, where I was having the apple and the protein bar, right? Now, here we are four or mm-hmm. five weeks later, and it's going to make the comparison, well, your average meals back then were this calorie dense as opposed to this calorie dense, what I've been mm-hmm. doing. Uh, and so I could see where there's decreases. Maybe I'm not even realizing that there's been an increase in something else in my lunch, uh, and so it helps you to kind of compare what you were doing to what you're doing now. And so long as you're seeing, you know, progress, it's all good. Uh, I originally got it to count calories, um, you know, and, and although this is, is beyond the scope of this show, I now use it more for my macros, um, you know, but it does count the calories for you. What's really neat with it uh-huh. is is you can easily do meal reentry too. Remember we were saying how uh, there's meals that you'll have you just know, um, you know that that this falls uh-huh. in the place for you. Well, right. if I want to do one of my meals is oatmeal with um, protein mix, uh, almond milk, uh, strawberries, and fat free yogurt. Okay. Or low fat okay. yogurt. Now that all said, I don't sit there every time having to log each individual. I may have that three days a week. I don't want to sit there and have to re-enter, re-scan, re. I could literally click on the mill, same mill as this day. Yes, boom, there it is, and it automatically puts okay. all the items the same, you know, amounts and and what have you. So you could put full mills in there without having to re-enter every single item in the mill. You know, right. um, and awesome. again, for those that are. Still doing the calorie counting thing. Uh, again, I still take calories into account. You, you kind of have to. You have to. to, to, to you but have to. they cannot be the hard and fast rule. And once you get no. to that point, then then you've you've more arrived uh, to where we're at here. Um, you know, it's just like stepping on a scale and determining everything uh, on that number. There's there is no hard fast rule. You have to look at the overall picture of all of your numbers and all of your you know, and that includes blood work. That includes blood pressure. Uh, just yeah, say it, that. it includes everything. These are just little tools. Okay, but. Um, you know, now we've talked about again. We've talked about more about benefits with fasting and, and what have you, uh, but we're going to start talking about some things that apply to all of the amounts of times that you fast. Now, there are different different ways that you can go about it. One of them is, and in, in, I actually have my notes here. I, I guess they're slightly out of order. I probably should have written them this a little bit differently, but that's okay. The original <laughs> one uh, people call the traditional, where you go sixteen hour fasts with an eight hour feeding window. And the reason why I'm saying that first is because it will make no sense if I, you know, there are certain things that apply to all the times that you fast, whether you're doing 16 and eight, 20 and four, 
24. Believe it or not, there are people that do full days. There's a point where I was doing 43 hour fasts. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. You can do them. You know, there's a certain way that you go about it. You don't do them even, you probably shouldn't even do them, uh, you know, more than once a month, Um, but you don't have to. That's the thing. Remember, you don't have to do any of this. Um, You just stick with whatever works for you. I'll get into that. Right. Here's what applies to all fasting time. All fasting requires practice and slow integration into your lifestyle. We've already said this. Slow and steady wins the race. So what does that mean? Well, again, you have to start to reduce your meals for the day, right? Uh, And we do that by taking, well, the example that I gave where you take those in-between snacks, add them to your meals, and then eventually cut them off the meals, okay? Uh The next thing, and this is probably the most important. I probably should have said this first. Sleep time counts towards your fast. Whole show about that. We, we, that, that folks, listen to what he just said. It is definitely yeah, important. Your Go ahead. sleep time, you, the time you're sleeping, you're dreaming. Even if you're dreaming about eating, you're not gaining. <laughs> you're not eating. I mean, no. it doesn't, there's, it is, it is total time without eating. It is, it is complete you know, uh, uh, fasting, obviously. I don't think I really need to elaborate on this. And the reason why that's important, I'm going to give a quick example of what I do for a fast. Or let's just go with a 16-hour fast, okay? If I was doing Mm -hmm. a 16-hour fast and I stopped eating my dinner, 6 p.m., 6 p.m., I'm Mm -hmm. not eating a dinner, or uh, I stop eating my dinner, I sleep, I wake up in the morning, I do everything I need to do, and I eat breakfast at 10 a.m., I've just done a 16 right. hour fast. Yep. 10 a.m. Now, most people say, oh, oh that's the, hold on. How many of you are sitting there going, I already do that? Wait a second. And, I, and I'm sorry, I hate the mock. I did this too. Okay. And, and so I'm almost mocking myself because I sit there and say, well, <laughs> I already do that. I already skip breakfast. So I'm already fasting and I'm not losing weight. Well, we talked about a lot more than just not eating. Okay, uh, you know, mm-hmm. there was there was a lot of other things that we that we talked about, um, you know, but but here is just a, a, a prime example of um, of how easy it is to fast because sleep time is is incorporated into that. Here's another thing for added benefit. Try to do your cardio exercise of any difficulty le- uh, level the last hour of your fast. So what I would do um, if at 10 a.m. I'm having breakfast, 9 a.m., here, you know, th- this this part, our treadmills are not clothing racks, uh, okay? They're not clothing <laughs> well, racks. I understand the treadmill. I, I get it. But but I'm going to tell you something. Th- this, this is, if you put your incline on one, one, and you walk at a speed of three, I assure you that is a slow pace at a negligible incline, Okay, one at three. Okay, and you do that for a half an hour. You burn 180 calories. Now, I want you to understand something. We're not just talking 180 calories, are we? At that point, if you remember in your fast, glycogen is depleted. You're not burning the glycogen. What are you burning? You're in the freezer. Burning that fat, 180 calories of fat. Can I tell you, 250 calories of fat is a half a pound wait what is that what did i just say 250 calories and a half a pound of fat okay way off on this one folks 
Sorry about that. 250 calories a day for one week will burn a half a pound of fat. So now that we have that cleared up, let's get back to it. I'll say it again. (laughs) Yeah, say it again. If you get on a treadmill for just a half an hour, incline of one, and you and you walk at a speed of three, it is about approximately now 180 calories. Your glycogen is gone, so you're burning just fat. That's calories from fat, nothing else. Pure fat off your body. Okay? Now this is on average, but 180 calories. We know 250 calories is a half a pound. You're almost burning a half a pound of fat, pure fat off of your body, doing that once a week. There is really no excuse. And guess what? Listen, get on Netflix. Get on Netflix. Get on Hulu, Amazon Video, whatever it is. Watch a show. I'll give you, I can give you a, a, a list of 45 minute to hour long shows that you can watch and walk. And when you're done, take a shower, go eat your breakfast, do whatever it is that you need to do, but you've already done the work. That's how hard fasting is. Stop eating at six, at 9 a.m. walk, 10 a.m. eat. That's how hard it is. All the other stuff that we're giving, all the intricate details, all the all the specifics, you could, you could, if you wanted to just fluff it all off, you want to know exactly what to do, do that. And when it starts to work, start to pay attention to the other things that we're talking about as well. Okay. Um, And and I think that is like one of the biggest things. I think, you know, folks will listen to a lot of what we're saying and they start to overcomplicate, overthink. And, ah, that sounds like we're just telling you why it works. This is the how. And it's super, super simple. Right. I can't, yeah, let, let me interject. Well, real I, I want to say this one thing, and, and I'm sure, sure, sure I'm sure this is uh, something about what you're going to say. You have okay. to remember that that 16 hour fast, and this happened. This this is for all fasting. Okay, that amount of glycogen that is in your system, a lot of it has to do with what that last meal was you had before you fast. So at six, when I ate, mm. if I ate a ton of carbs. That's that much more my body has to burn through before I can access the fat. Remember that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we need to get to that. We need to get through that. So it is always beneficial to kind of watch the amount of carbs that you're taking in on your dinner. But anyways, all right. So go ahead, you. Yeah. And listen, fasting is he's giving you the generalized traditional fast. Okay. Uh, some people fast. Uh, and skip dinner. Some people fast and skip breakfast. So they fast. Some people, depending on your work schedule, there is no there is no standard time, okay, to fast. You could fast from two o'clock in the afternoon until six in the morning yep. the next day. You can fast from four o'clock in the afternoon until four o'clock in the afternoon. If you do a twenty four hour fast, you can fast from. You, you get my point, but. But the last meal you eat is very important, okay? And we're going to always get into this, not just today, as this show is, you know, we've got a lot of information to show today. So, you know, basically a couple of things. Let me just point this out real quick. Sleep is definitely detrimental. And And the great thing about it is it counts. So like he said, if you're sleeping eight or nine hours, if you're doing a 16, eight, you've already got, you only got like seven or eight hours to go. 
before before the fast is over. So so that's one thing, all right. Let alone sleep is is so important for yeah. other reasons. But but other, that's what fasting. That's what requ- that's what we require. That's what our body requires. Uh, the benefits of the cardio exercise, all right. Strength and cardio right at the end of the fast before you break the fast. And again, you know, plenty to talk about there. Um, when, but, but very beneficial. Make sure you understand very beneficial. That being said, the foods you eat prior to fasting, like Joe said, folks, if you're getting ready to start your fast at 6 p.m. after dinner and you eat a stack of pancakes, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's going to be a while before you're done burning through the stack of pancakes with all that syrup on it. So, and powder sugar or whatever else mm-hmm. you're adding to it. And so that's why you may not be losing the weight. Here's another thing, okay? And, and you have to understand this. Let's say you break the fast uh, or let's say you, you finish eating and you're getting ready to fast and you finish with the perfect meal. And we're going to talk about that in a second. And you now fast all the way till 10 o'clock in the morning the next day. You're set to go. You're ready to go. You broke the fast. Uh, you, you finished before you started fasting with the perfect meal. You exercised an hour before you broke the fast. Burning calories left and right. 10 o'clock comes. And now from 10 to 6, okay, eight-hour eating window, you completely eat a nightmare. You eat every two hours, nothing but the wrong foods. Yeah, you're not going to lose weight. You have to learn how to eat properly within that eight hours. And it's, you know, I'd like to say that's simple, but some people don't know, right? So we're going to talk about that, right? Um, You you can't eat cake and and three bologna and cheese sandwiches with a bag of Doritos. And you can't do that and say, well, I fasted for 16 hours. Uh, can you do that at times? Can you cheat a little bit there? Because yes, yeah, yes, you can. You can eat your food you want, but you can't be doing you. You, you cannot do that on a regular basis. Uh, so you have to look at what you're eating in the eating sure. window as well. Sure. That being said, what are some of the things I should be finishing up with for dinner? Or for whatever meal I'm eating before I begin my 16-hour journey, if I'm doing a standard 16-8 or anything, a, a standard a, or, or an 18-6. Well, you know, T, before we get do. before we get into that, let me uh, get into some of the other times as well, though, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to uh, get too far off track, but here's the thing. Uh, you know, again, people fast for different times for different goals. Now I do an 18-6, right? I do 18 mm-hmm. on, six off, um, or. 18 fast, six feet time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because when you're doing that kind, you're starting to deal, you deal more with uh, uh, advanced ketone development. Um, and as we get into the keto episode, because of course we'll be covering keto uh, here soon, we'll get more into what, what ketones are about and, and how they're developed. Um, yeah. You know, there's the 20 and four, 20 fast and four. Off, That's me. People call OMAD, right? One mm-hmm. meal a day. Uh, right. And with this one, you start to get into the stages of autophagy, which we discussed a little bit. Um, that's something that, again, you know, maybe within the uh, ketogenic diet, we'll, we'll get, we'll dive a little bit deeper, deeper into autophagy, deeper into autophagy, uh, mm-hmm. which of course is cellular rejuvenation by recycling the old parts of damaged cells. Um, and then there's the 24 to 48 hour fast, which again, people will do this for um, you know everything else that we've discussed the keto, the ketone development the weight loss um, the religious you know, regions yeah of course yeah. religious reasons right. uh, you know but then there's also political the, political protests I mean you see this all the time <laughs> that is true uh, mm-hmm. but the, you know you will see autophagy that cellular rejuvenation uh, rejuvenation 
will increase up to five times. So, you know, I mean, there's different different levels. Uh, you have to kind of decide, well, what do I want? That's not this, again, you don't have to do an 18.6. Truth be told, you, you may not even have to. What I would tell people, what I would recommend to somebody just starting off, okay, I would say starting with a simple 10 to 12-hour fast. 12 remember, to 12. Yeah, 10 to 12, remembering that sleep time is incorporated. Work your way up from there. You might be shocked. You might be pleasantly surprised to find out that, hey, I'm actually, this is actually working at 14 hours, 13 hours, and I'm seeing weight loss. Can this I, is, can I, can I interject just real quick here? Sure. Folks, if you think about the 1950s, those of mm-hmm. you who, who remember that, who, who, who grew up in that era, or even if you didn't, all you have to do is watch TV shows. In the 50s, it was 12 and 12. It was your three square meals a day when dinner was done. Mm-hmm. And my parents argue, or our parents argue with me on this. Oh, no, that isn't how it was. Yes, it is. Well, they're, they're thinking of the 80s. That yeah, wasn't yeah, they're the thinking, case. That wasn't the case <laughs> in the 80s. Um, it, it's a th- it's your three square meals, off to bed you go, and then you wake up again in the morning and eat breakfast. So you're going mm-hmm. 12 hours basically without, and then a 12-hour feeding window, and you're eating three square meals, maybe four or five hours in between each meal. You were not eating all this processed food. Uh, and so on and so forth and all these high glycemic foods and high glycemic load foods. And so that would work for people. And that's why we didn't have the obesity problem that we have now in the 50s and 60s. But from the mid 70s on, we have that problem. Yep. It's a different show to talk about how that all started and why. Yeah, there's there's, uh, there's a lot to be said about it. You're, sure. you're going to see my anger when we're talking about that. Yeah, it's very but, it, it is very, very upsetting. Yeah. yeah. And, and so and so that being said, a 12 and 12, like Joe just said, is very doable. And if you eat the right way in a 12 and 12 and not every two minutes during your 12 hour feeding window, it could be done that way. And mm-hmm. if it's working for you, do it. Yeah, it, that's yeah, what I'm saying. You may, you may be pleasantly surprised. And, and yeah. you may also find, well, OK, so I, I've got 12 down for so long. Maybe I can go 13. Maybe I can go because you can only reap more reward. Right. OK. And remember, your BMR is going to be burning calories for you, even when you're sleeping. So when you get past those glycogen stores after your dinner, your BMR is already starting to get into your fat stores. You just ramp it up with that cardio that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, there's always that. Now, you know, the the only thing that becomes a problem, I hear a lot of people that will say, well, you know, I can't do this or, you know, I can't do that. I can't go that long. Well, here's the deal. There's so many people who can't. So, you know, is it you can't or you won't. They, they, that's you know, what it is right there. They, they, don't, they don't want to. Yeah. And so, and this applies in many aspects. You have people that will down what you're doing because they're incapable of doing it. Again, you could you could apply that to many aspects of life. Uh, you know, just the mere fact that they refuse to. They know you're right. They see the results. So why aren't they jumping on? Well, because it might be a little difficult. And they'll justify their behavior by putting down what you're doing. Um Here's the only thing that becomes the problem. You may get a little rumbly in your tumbly, okay? Yes, mm-hmm. your stomach's going to growl. That's just air moving through. That's the way your body's saying, hey, we have room, okay? Yeah. It, it does not mean you have to eat now, okay? These folks that say, well, I'll get hangry. First of all, if you're skipping breakfast, it's odd. Your body doesn't go into you don't get You don't get into those mood swings or changes or what have you when you're skipping breakfast. You've not fed it yet. You're not fed your body yet. There's been no insulin spike, so there's been no insulin drop. That is where you start to find those kinds of hangry, uh, uh, you know, 
attitudes or hangry uh, uh, symptoms. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting hangry right now. Not hungry, angry, just angry. As the trainer in me is envisioning people in front of me telling me yeah. they can't do it. Yeah, it's, it really is. But here's here's some quick points, quick tips. Okay, some hacks, if you will, that you could do to kind of stave off. You know, stay on your fast without doing any real harm. First of all, if you're a coffee drinker. Black coffee or herbal tea or green tea. Stay away from sweeteners. I know that you may say, well, they're, they're calorie-free. There's nothing there that should cause an insulin spike. The problem is, is you could actually trick your body into believing that it's receiving glucose and actually cause like an artificial, although really real, insulin spike. Yes. And, and so you end up on doing it. Listen, we're all adults, okay? Um I assure you, black coffee is not going to kill you. If if you're looking to reap this great reward of of the weight loss and the uh, you know everything that goes along with intermittent fasting, drinking black coffee should not undo you. Okay, it should not undo your journey. Not yeah. at all. Uh, of course, as as Tony talked about, you drink a lot of water during the day. You'd be surprised how many times we think we're hungry, we're really thirsty. Um, you know, it's very easy to get the two very confused. And a quick way to find out is. Drink your water. If you find that you're not hungry anymore, you were probably thirsty. All right. Um, another thing, if you find food to start to become too tempting wherever you're at, try to stay away from it during your fasting period. It's not always possible. Listen, I do 43-hour fasts every once in a while, but I do them. My kids still have to eat. My wife does not do fasting uh, to the degree that I do. Okay. So she cooks. I'm in this little Cape Cod home. It's I, it's unavoidable, okay? Um, I have learned to appreciate the smell and all the other senses of the food, okay? So that when the time comes that my fast can be broken, I, I'm able to appreciate the food that much more. I've just changed my perspective about it. It isn't that I can't have it. I don't want to have it because of what I'm trying to accomplish here, okay? Um, another thing, get to sleep early. As we've said, sleep plays a part during you're fast. So if you go to bed typically at 1030, go for 10 o'clock. Try or yeah, I mean, if, if time allows and you could sleep in, take an extra hour. All right. That's pretty important there. Um, Tony, did I already touch on everything that you wanted to say there with uh, getting to sleep early? Well, uh, let, let me tell you this. OK, uh, folks, first of all, I know this show is long today. We we have gone beyond what normally we do in shows. And you kind of can see why we're going to be on a long journey here because there's so much to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you this. At times, I apologize, but I don't. I am a professional trainer. This is what I do on top of some other things I do with my life mm -hmm. on a regular basis. I have a demeanor of no quit and no excuse, mm -hmm. no excuses. We're going to actually do a show in the best you portion of our, of our show, uh, with, with no excuses. There are some good excuses. Let me be the first to tell you that I empathize with people who have major, major physical ailments where sure. they cannot do certain exercises. They can't do, I actually am really close, really good friends with some people where lower back issues and back issues are a major problem for yep. these people. And I mean, they are going through hell and back with this stuff. And, and it's really, it's so upsetting to watch because I, I just wish, and I pray on a daily basis that 
that through physical therapy and, and so on and so forth, that they can find their way back. Back problems are one of the worst things in the world. So I know that there's certain things they cannot do. Yeah. I do. I also know that there are people that are, you know, basically, okay, let's say type one diabetics. Sure. There's certain things that they can and cannot do when it comes to intermittent fasting. I get it. What I have a problem with are people that don't have any of these problems, but they say to me, um, I, I, I am hungry and angry in the morning if I don't eat. I don't want to hear it. I Listen, I actually would talk. There, there's, there's certain people that I used to work with, Joe, yeah. and everybody out there. And they would ask me, you know, what are you doing? Because they notice I don't eat in the morning at work or whatever. And I would tell them. And I got, I had one time I had one young, one young lady that I work with get mad at me. And when I would tell her that she can do it, I'm not kidding. You didn't talk to me for two days was angry at me because, because I was telling her that that's an excuse and I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Folks, there's going to be times where you're going to say, wow, he's very aggressive in this. This is not an easy road, but I know what the journey will bring to you if you stick on this road. As a trainer, my job is to get in your face, so to speak, not actually do that. Sure. And let you know, uh uh-uh, I'm not going to take this excuse for it's not going to it's not going to happen with me. You're going to either try it. You're going to either do that or you're going to quit. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. My point is my job is to make you the best you. My job is to watch you succeed. That's better than any monetary uh, compensation I could ever receive is to watch someone succeed doing something hard. There's nothing better than to watch that. I watch it in my young athletes all the time when I train them Mm -hmm. and condition them. And I love every minute of it. And and because they push themselves to be the best they can be. That's my job with you as adults, too. So so you're going to you're going to get that from me. You're going to get that aggressiveness. I don't apologize for that. That, that's my demeanor. That's how I am. I can't cater and coddle you. It's not going to work if I do that. I've got to push you because it's not easy. And when something's not easy and you cater and coddle the person, they're not going to do it. Nope. And, and so that's the fact of the matter. So that being said, when he's talking about drinking black coffee, don't tell me you need your French vanilla cream in your coffee. No, you don't. <laughs> no. No, you don't. <laughs> Drink black coffee. I had to do it too. And you know what? Doesn't bother me anymore. I'm a human being like all of you. So, so don't hand me the, I, I, need, I need my creamer. I have one individual. I have several individuals that, that, that constantly with the creamer, constantly sending me things. Well, what about this creamer? Well, what about that creamer? No, no. No, what don't you understand? Black coffee, okay? Simple Mm -hmm. as that. Do it easy. Drink the black coffee. And and then we could talk about what you could do to drink creamer at times on a certain days when you're not doing certain things and you want your creamer, but not on a daily basis. The answer is no. I'm the same way when it comes to sweetener. Now, listen, I love my coffee with my Truvia, Stevia, whatever you want to call it. I love it that way. But (laughs) the days that I'm fasting... I drink it black. It's not yeah. the end of the world. So, it's you know, not. again, and, and, and also to coincide with what Tony was saying, you know, some medications have side effects that you have to yes. watch. Uh, see, there's a medication that I'm currently on um, where it can increase appetite. Thankfully, it increases appetite and doesn't slow metabolism. There's a difference. Increase of appetite, I have control over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the reasons why I still log my food. I have to, am I hungry because, you know, maybe a little bit of the side effect is playing a game here or am I hungry because, oh no, look, I barely ate today. So, you know, it, it's, it's something that I have to keep uh, um, constant, uh, uh, 
constant uh, focus. Watch over. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah, see. Um, the side effect is uh, mental fog, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so, you, you know, um, that that's a lot for, well, most of the shows that, that you guys have listened to. Uh, okay, so all of that being said, yeah, this was a lot about intermittent fasting. And in fact, I'm actually titling this one Intermittent Fasting 101 because you're getting you could you could have not listened to any of our other shows and only listened to this one on intermittent fasting and you would have gotten the gist of it all. But what's the fun of that, right? First of right. all, we need content. And second of all, you now have all of your why it works. And this is how I would go about it. Start with 10 hours, remember sleep is involved in it, watch what you're eating before you fast. And there you have it. Okay. So all of this being said, we're going to take a quick break. Joe, hang on one second before, before we do that, before we do that. Okay. I just want to say one thing. All right. Mm -hmm. And and what a lie that is half the time. (laughs) But uh, I I want to point this out to you guys. It's as simple as this. You're listening to our show. You're getting all this information. You're going to your doctor, doctor. This is what these two gentlemen are talking about on this show, Two Brothers, One Mike. This is a lifestyle I kind of want to get into based on the medications you have me on, based mm-hmm. on what I may or may not have, any type of pre- you know existing conditions, sure. so on and so forth. Is this something I can do? What are your thoughts on it? And how can we do this? Because the doctor may say, I do like this, but I need to know what course we're going to go. Like, how long are you going to go without eating? What type of exercise are you going mm-hmm. to do? What do they say about this? Because I may have to lower the dosage of your medication. I may have to do a certain thing. Keep, I want keep track to you, of, of certain medications. Uh, you you, I may want to see you every three months instead of every six yeah. months. Uh, and so the doctor has to be okay with sure. that. We're not trying to, to, to trump. The medical professionals no. that'd be absolutely ridiculous on our part mm-hmm. but we are trying to say is this is a lifestyle change and it can work to your benefit and we're going to push you we're, we're going to push you we're not going to coddle and cater it's it's that simple right. so i just want to interject with that yeah. well and it's good that's you know it's all very true and that's what we're you know trying to do we'll always have that medical disclaimer there too okay so when we come back we're going to get into the a, a small preview of what our next show is going to be about so stick around Welcome back, everyone. So with our next show, we're going to be doing one of the best you episodes. It's more of that heads up training. Uh, we've done one of these before. and uh, But this next one is going to be about dealing with anxiety and what it means, uh, you know, when someone has anxiety, what, what an episode is really like and how you can deal, deal with someone close to you. I laugh a little bit because Tony's on the line here and, and he can definitely <laughs> Definitely give you some input on how it is to deal with someone close to you when they no are going through an episode of anxiety. <laughs> uh, again, it's it's. I would never trade the last two years of my life with anyone. At the same time, I would never wish it upon anyone. Uh, but we'll we'll get more into detail then. So, also our first interview, we're gonna have a very special guest. It'll be our sister. Uh. Our, yeah, our sister, Rena uh, Sargentopoulos. She's a news anchor in the Twin Cities of Minnesota for CARE 11 News. Uh, Rena has quite a bit to say about, you know, what it meant to move away from home and, you know, some of the anxiety one would go through, you know, trying to establish uh, herself with where she's at following her yeah. dreams. Quite the journey. Quite the journey. Yeah, so all of that when we come back next week. Until then, I want to remind you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Remember, we're going to have a link for voice messages in the um, 
comment section. Uh, again, not sure if it's going to be a button or just a link. But it will be a place for you to leave a message if you have any questions, comments, opinions. Uh, if you don't want voice on the air, that's fine. Just make sure to leave that within your comment as well. Be sure to g- join us each week. We'll be releasing new episodes every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So on behalf of Tony, Coach Tony, and myself, thanks for listening. Everybody, listen, don't forget next week. It's the most important most show important we're going to do. Show. I think. <laughs> <Have to. laughs>